This is Dispatches from the Frontline, readings from the diary of Sister Nan Ray, who served for four grueling years on the frontline of the battlefields of World War I, read by Geraldine Cook Daphna. Nineteen eighteen, March fifth. Mended rubber gloves and worked at stock. Officer in command has warned us we are to be ready to evacuate at any time in twenty minutes. Finished gloves in PM. March sixth. Busy AM with stock again. Visit from Director of Medical Services. Whole place looking A one. Orders to dismantle. Packed instruments etc. and Red Cross stock. Dismantled big ward. Cake arrived from Gwindar. Busy evening packing personal kit. Fritz over several times. Bombs at Shawnee and Noyon. Grass sprouting on our mud bags. Thinking of sending in requisition for lawnmower. March 7th, packed up in theatre and matron stores. Evacuated patients and went to Noyon with them in the ambulance. Elizabeth too. Past Sir Douglas Haig on the road. Tea party, the gay colonel. Watched a Hun balloon brought down at 5.30pm. Had fairly quiet evening, but fierce cannonading all night. Slept on ambulance stretchers, very uncomfy. All feeling very unsettled. Italian Labour Company arrived nearby. March the 8th. More packing while the medical officers worked at making the garden. A most curious time of making and marring. Did some washing and sewing. After luncheon, M and Madame de Ponceret and I went for a cross-country walk. Crossed little railway line. Tea with Madame. Chocolate, du par du galant, major. (laughs) Heavy guns at intervals all day. Many planes about. Fritz planes passing all night. Air quite filled with wear of machines. On D, at least 60 went to Paris. Slept in matron's dugout. Very noisy night. March the 9th, still no further orders. Marking time, all rather tired of it. Glorious weather. Madam took photos of us four. Masterton, Lehman, Woodhouse and McCullen. Did some odd jobs and some sewing. Walked along sunken road after tea with matron. Saw beginning of hun saps in cutting. Saps are short trenches dug across no man's land towards the enemy trenches and enable soldiers to move forward without exposure to fire. Several saps are dug along a section of a front line. Italians everywhere. Delightful evening. Very quiet. Have a sore throat, so to bed early. Rather disturbed by shelling and distant bombing. March 10th, Sunday, up an hour earlier. That daylight saving act. Very frosty. A very nice parade service at 11 o'clock. Afterwards went for a walk with Masterton and Ferguson. Glorious morning. After luncheon, sat out of doors and read, prepared tea, wrote letters. A silent day. 
7pm, guns and distant bombing. Rather headachy, throat a bit stiff. Planes about from 8 till 12pm. March the 11th. Settling down again. Unpacked a few things. Many planes and balloons about on reconnaissance. Glorious clear day, summertime. Heavy guns at intervals all day. Walked to Shawnee after tea with Matron and M. Everyone out. Village deserted. Invited to listen to the band at Second Field Ambulance. A dud. Planes over all night. So many passed across towards Paris. March 12th, had an appendix at 9.30am, rather a nice op. Quiet sunny morning, off two to five. Went to village to try and buy butter for tea. Captain Hume, Royal Horse Artillery, and our medical officer to tea. Madame Ponceret left. Fierce barrage all night starting quite early. Planes passing always. Liza Jane a great naval gun right near our entrance in our woods, very busy all night, making our windows rattle continuously with a concussion. No peace at all till after 6am. March 15th, quiet morning. Very clear and bright. Fritz observers over several times. Rather exciting anti-aircraft barrage. Good many pieces of shrapnel fell about the hospital and our quarters, but no damage done. Inspected new trenches with troops, which are being dug behind us. Most interesting. Decided that the Army Ordnance Corps, with their combat supplies, will soon be in no man's land. Very exciting night. Heavy and continuous barrage. March 16th. Busy spring cleaning morning, mess and quarters, etc. Still fine weather. Fritz shelling and bombing. Liza Jane very busy. Went for a walk with Matron and Mac after PM to Abercourt ruins. Found canal, etc. and old and new trenches. All most interesting. Glorious evening. Fierce barrage by our own guns during night. March 17th, Sunday. Particularly nice service in chapel. Irish padre. Odd job morning. Fritz shelling Shawnee. Cemetery incident. 3pm, went to Royal Horse Artillery Sports, jumping and point-to-point, at Coman with Captain R, Mac and G. Glorious day. Very clear view of both front lines from our plateau. Many observation balloons, and Fritz passed over several times during the afternoon. Sports, excellent, and all very gay. Later, more shelling not far off. Note, in the light of subsequent events, that afternoon seems amazing. The sports were held in fine open country. Some hundred horses and men. The officer who pointed out the front lines to me said the whole meeting was an invitation for Fritz to drop a few bombs. And anyhow, sisters should not have been permitted to risk their lives there. March 18th. Odd jobs about theatre and the mess. 
Emma and I started a sister's garden in competition with the one Captain R has started. 2pm. An appendix. Another summer day. Fritz Plains busy. March 19th. Quiet day on the whole. Very heavy rain. Did some gardening before luncheon. Went for a walk after tea in heavy rain. Fairly quiet night, but did not sleep much. We all seem to be on the alert these days. March 20th, my turn at Orderly Dog. Rather busy day showing a new batman the ropes. Hospital still quiet. Went for a walk to Shawnee with Mac after luncheon. Wrote letters later. The wind up us again. New orders to stand by. More packing of our things. Warning from GHQ that there would be heavy and prolonged barrage tonight. Probably after ten o'clock. Guns at intervals all night. Planes overhead. No sleep possible. March 21st. Terrific and amazing barrage in early a.m. Air and earth throbbing with terrible concussions which broke our windows. The whole air seemed to be on fire with quivering lightning. At no time did it cease. At 5am we had tea and then evacuated our remaining patients. Fritz sending over high explosives which seemed to be bursting all around us with a terrific splitting sound that hurt our ears and made us deaf. Finished packing belongings and mess things and had hasty breakfast. At 8.30pm, left in an ambulance sitting on my red velvet chair, presented to me by Dr. Rigaud, médecin-chef. Very windy 16-mile drive to Noyon. Arrived at 46 Casualty Clearing Station and were well received. No time to rest. Started operating with Captain Hughes in a hastily improvised theatre in Hutt. Worked continuously till 3am, following morning. Thousands of cases pouring in. Terrible avalanche of wounded. Air raids and barrages without ceasing. March 22nd. Large hangars used as reception tents, packed full of stretcher cases. Had a little rest between 3 and 6am, and then started in again. Feeling rather tired. Raids all day. Seven bombs at midday. Very heavy work, but glad to be in the theatre. Feel we are only touching the fringe of the work. Started on abdominals. Just took anything that was sent as particularly urgent. Bomb in camp near our theatre hut just after tea. I was dragged inside and sprawled on the floor as it fell into the big coal dump nearby. Fragments of bomb and coal everywhere. No one hurt. Went off duty for a while at 12.30. Still hundreds needing attention. And the ambulance filling all approaches, they say. March 23rd. Started theatre early again. Very heavy day. Bad abdominal cases. Very interesting, if they were not so sad and hopeless. They say there are over 3,000 wounded here. And we must all get away soon. Terrible congestion. Hangers are like shambles. War seems more terrible every day. And more futile. All kinds of exciting rumours about. 
and bombing at intervals all day. Sixteen sisters and about ten doctors cannot hope to do much here. And the lines are so busy that trains can't seem to get away. The walking wounded are pitiful. So many should be stretcher cases. But they just must help themselves. Or die. Very anxious night. Big gun shelling from not far off. Had a rest in early a.m. March 24th. Op early. Theatre is in order for work. But delayed starting owing to evacuation orders. Damp mists everywhere. They say already we have had 6,000 wounded through here. Two trains of dying or dead left this a.m. Royal Army Medical Corps men killed by bomb in the town this afternoon. Bombing planes over all day. Had some very urgent abdominal ops. Captain H very nervy. Hangers more terrible still. Stretchers everywhere. And walking wounded outside, lying and sitting about, awaiting trains. Rumours of evacuation of Noyon. Bombs. More bombs. 10pm. Sudden orders to evacuate. Hurried packing of equipment. Much subdued excitement. Guns and bombs. Sat on luggage till 12.30pm. Got into ambulances. Then orders cancelled. So... Lay down fully dressed as we were on hut floor and pretended to rest. Very cold morning. Guns and bombs unceasingly. Thank you for listening to Dispatches from the Frontline. This project was directed by Naomi Edwards, read by Geraldine Cook-Defner. Original music and sound design by Zoltan Fecho, with producing support from Tristan Meacham and voice editing by Alex Defner. The creative team gratefully acknowledges the support of the Victorian government through the Community Support Fund and Public Record Office Victoria and Creative Victoria with Regional Arts Victoria through the Sustaining Creative Workers Initiative supported by all the Queen's men. We would like to thank the Selman family and in particular Meg Selman for allowing us to use Nan Ray's diary.